Welcome to Sisterhood, having conversations that matter with me, Laurieann Sheldrick, an incredible woman who support, encourage, and empower other women. While you are here, you will be supported. You will empower yourself so that you can be supportive to others and begin to fully embrace that we cannot be empowered women if we do not support those who are being disempowered. That is the magic that lies within sisterhood, and it only works if we do it together. The purpose of sisterhood is to create deep and meaningful connections with other women, have conversations that matter, because women need other women, and together we are going to be, do, and have all that we desire. It starts right here, right now, with me, my special guests, and with you. Let's begin. Welcome to the magic of sisterhood. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Sisterhood Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. This has been one of the hardest conversations for me. I don't know what it is. I've been struggling with exactly what I want to say, how I want to say it, what I should include, what I shouldn't include. And I just decided today, you know what? Just go with it. Just trust your own inner guidance system. Trust your heart. Trust your voice. Like just trust it all. And that's what I'm doing today. Today we're talking about manifestation, but we're talking about the darker side of manifestation that makes us feel like we are constantly failing, like that takes away from our humanness. I think that's the perfect place to begin today. You're a human being. You were born a human being. You will live as a human being. You will die as a human being. And With that humanness, you're going to experience a wide range of emotions. And your thoughts aren't always going to be positively focused. And all of those emotions are connected. And all of those thoughts are connected. They all make you you. You know, we live in a world of contrast. Like that's that's our world. Like that will never go away. You feel joy because you've also felt sadness. You know what hope feels like when you're in that state because you have felt hopeless. That is the reality. That's the reality. And it's in that contrast that makes us unique, that makes us whole, that makes us know what we want, that makes us know what we don't want. We cannot know one without the other. We don't want to take up permanent residence in hopelessness. Of course not. Of course we don't want that. We don't want to take up permanent residence in sadness. We don't want to take up permanent residence in thoughts of worry. Of course not. Of course not. But we're going to talk about those things today in a way that you, if you are not believing this right now, 
that you believe and you know that those thoughts and feelings are not what's keeping your manifestations from manifesting. Because until death do you part from your emotions, until death do you part from your thoughts, you will always experience contrast. And as you live, life gives you things to constantly respond to. We respond and we react and we act and we behave. We even make decisions through our emotions with that humanness. And some of the things that inform how we respond and how we react and act and behave and make decisions from are from people who know how to invoke an emotional response inside of us using our emotions, sometimes against us. How we feel, how we think it will make us feel, how we want to feel, and they use these things to sell us things. Some well-meaning and some not. We're going to be talking today about those who are not so well-intentioned so that we can shine light on those who are. And one of the things is what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, The law of attraction, or rather, not the law of attraction. We're not talking about the law of attraction today. We're talking about the manifestation coaching industry. Selling you a promise that you can have whatever you want. All you have to do is follow their one-size-fits-all practice, and often the practice is change your mindset. It's just this blanket statement with no context. And I want to bring awareness to some of the things in this industry, because it is an industry, that may be making you feel like a failure, or making you feel like you are doing something wrong, or like you're going mad hat or mad, trying to figure it out, because it feels impossible to control every single thought and every single emotion. There's a reason why it feels that way. It's because it is impossible. You are not designed to live in a constant state of control, of control, where you are trying to control every single thought and every single emotion so you can be perfect. We are not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We're not robots. We're human beings. We're human beings. This isn't a conversation about spirituality. This is a conversation about an industry. This is a conversation about some of the myths that just keep us from experiencing our beautiful humanness. Spirituality is within you. It's within you. It's already there. You don't have to purchase it. It's already there. And what I believe is that we have access to spiritual support, but we still have to take action. We still have to live our lives. So this is a conversation about the potentially harmful side of the manifestation coaching industry and how we can recognize those who mean us harm and those who are truly well-meaning. And As a human being, who is also very spiritual, I know that we have access to spiritual guidance. That's why I think it's so important for me to really make it so clear that we're not having a conversation about spirituality. Because 
we're constantly being guided. And I do believe that. So this isn't me saying there are no universal laws or there's no spiritual guidance because there is. You may even have your own gifts that allows you the ability to see into the spiritual world and to gain knowledge. But those gifts are not so that you can bypass being human. Those gifts are to help you and others if you choose to share them through the experience of it. So whether it's rituals or lists or vision boards or special crystals or healings or psychics or meditations, visualizations, kundalini, prayers, these are all beautiful and they can provide you with so much support, emotional support, mental support, physical support, uh, support, attitudinal support, spiritual support. But the key word there is support. My girlfriend has this beautiful gift to be able to read Akashic Records. She says that she is a conduit for spirit to come through her and share that with her clients. And she says that whatever guidance she shares with them, that's where her job ends. That's where her work ends. They now have to be the ones who decide to take action, whatever that action might be. So the support that you receive, the spiritual guidance you receive doesn't replace the actions you have to take to achieve your goals, right? They don't allow you to sit on your sofa waiting for your physical manifestation to magically appear, right? The thing that you're calling in, you have to take action. And what they also don't do is they don't prevent you from never having another human emotion. We are meant to feel The spiritual guidance you receive can help you to process those emotions, to deal with those emotions, to heal those emotions, to not take up permanent residence in those emotions, to understand those emotions, not to bypass them. You're meant to feel. It's what makes you a human being. And the reason why I wanted to have this conversation today specifically around the manifestation coaching industry is that it's filled with so many teachings that tell you all the reasons why your thoughts and emotions are keeping your wishes or asked for manifestations from not becoming physical, real, tangible manifestations. I'm right there with you. I fell for the secret, you know, not just the movie and the book, but all the quote unquote secrets, all the ways that my quote unquote negative thoughts and quote unquote negative emotions were the reason why I didn't have what I was trying to call in through either thought, prayer, intention, or belief, which is the definition of manifestation. I was there as well. Someone standing in front of a fancy car or a mansion with the caption, I manifested this and all I did was visualize it for 30 minutes a day. And now all you have to do is pay for my method and you too can have that car and that mansion. There are some missing steps here. I have nothing against fancy cars. I wish everyone in the world could live in the home of their dreams. I wish that. And while I believe that visualization is such a beautiful technique to help you to get clear about what you desire and to stay connected to your goals and to stay inspired and to connect to your like deep why for why you're doing the things that you're doing, taking the action that you're taking, behaving the way that you're behaving, responding and reacting and acting the way that you are, there's a missing piece in this caption. 
that car and that house didn't manifest out of thin air. It didn't manifest from simply just the beautiful 30 minute visualization. So we need to be asking questions. How did they do it? Outside of the visualization, what else did they have to do? What steps did they take? What work needed to be done? What money needed to be invested or saved? Where do they work? What's their salary, right? Like what are all those resources that were available to them? Not just the visualization. So we're going to break all of this down and we're going to, we're going to go deep today. We're like really, really deep today so that we can ask ourselves and them better questions. If it's someone that we want to work with or, um, buy from. So if manifesting something physical out of positive thought, prayer, intentions, and beliefs has confused you, which that is the definition of manifestation, you are not alone. You're not alone. The marketing is so on point. There's a reason you're so confused. So those who are not well-intentioned, who follow unethical business practices, want you to keep spending money to try and figure it out, to try to figure out that one secret, the secret that they're selling you, the secret that requires you to bypass all your beautiful humanness where you fake it till you make it, send yourself into Mad Hatter madness, trying to never have a negative thought again or feel your feelings out of fear that your manifestation is going to run from you. They bank on that, right? They make you feel like the money's not going to come if I'm sad or panic thinking, oh no, I just spent an hour in worry. I'm not going to get that job now that I want to manifest because I was worrying about someone that I really care for and love. Now I'm not going to get that job. I don't want you to feel that way anymore. I want you to know that no matter what you're feeling and thinking, you're still so worthy and deserving of anything that you desire. And it's not always a mindset problem and it's not always an emotions problem. Sometimes we're just being sold something that sometimes we're just being sold a false magical pill, right? So my like real deep dive into manifestation was in 2020. And through this deep dive, I went into this exploration of all the things that were being taught that didn't feel really good to me, especially like after a decade being in the coaching industry myself, not the manifestation coaching industry, but the coaching industry itself. I ended up having more questions than answers. And that was a red flag for me. Like I'm an avid learner and I take stuff in and I, and I'd like to believe that like, it doesn't take me three decades to figure things out, but I have felt so much like every single thing that I've learned and read and listened to about the law of attraction and manifestation, I actually feel more confused than I was like in my twenties. And listen, it wasn't my spirituality that I was questioning. It was the teachers and the coaches in the manifestation coaching industry. Because what I was seeing in 2020 was just like all of a sudden, everyone's now a manifestation coach. All these quote unquote experts just started popping up all over social media, all over the platforms. And it was like 
these promises in big bold and these claims in big bold that you could be financially abundant while they stand in front of a mansion or a pool in the Maldives or a, a fancy car. You just have to follow their simple process. Their one thing. It was always the one thing. It was like a 17 second meditation or a 30 second, 30 minute visualization, or it was like a prayer or it was a specific thought. It was always this one quick fix. And again, not all the teachers are doing this. Like I follow one manifestation teacher who is like, like her courses are 16 weeks. It is like deep. It is like going into your goals and all your barriers and all the obstacles and all the solutions that you need. Like it's everything. But in 2020, it made sense that this is what we were seeing in abundance because one of our deepest fears was brought to the surface, right? What was happening in 2020, our first lockdown? What fear was brought to the surface? Our financial security. And what better way to make a profit than to tap into people's fears? It's unethical marketing 101. It is right? I call it unethical marketing 101, even though like if you were to take the class, it would be marketing 101. It's unethical to use people's fears against them, right? To bring their lack to the surface and tell them that only you can fill it while also continuing to create the problem in them because you're making them more confused. And then they start to believe that it's their fault and they keep spending money to fix their problem, a problem that was never theirs. A problem that was never that teacher's problem to try to solve because they weren't actually trying to solve the problem. They were just trying to sell something. So marketing, it's a tricky thing. It's a really tricky thing. I actually did a whole series on ethical marketing at the beginning of the Sisterhood podcast. I think I had five guests on. You can find it in the show if you just like scan through because it's all under ethical marketing how to do no harm. Um, I feel like those who are selling us these magical secrets, you know, the secrets that only they know, they know how to word it so perfectly. They've all taken the marketing class. <laughs> it's in the promise. Do this one thing and I promise you, you will have everything you ever wanted and more. Just do this one thing. Listen again. Some are so well-intentioned and teach the practices as support, you know, support to help you achieve what you desire. But like any industry, some are just not that well-meaning or they just don't realize the harm they're causing, right? It's not always so black and white. It's not always that we realize this is what we're doing, right? Sometimes we need the awareness. Sometimes we need to know. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And when we know it, it's an opportunity for us to do better, to be better, to do things differently. And that's what I'm doing. And that's why I want to have some of these conversations because I'm at fault in this as well. I have said things, even though it was well-meaning, that bypassed someone's feelings. And it was toxic positivity. And it probably didn't make them feel very good. And that's why I wanted to share this important, very meaningful conversation so that we can discern not only those whose intentions are not pure, but to become aware so that we don't spend money we don't need to be spending 
and also gain clarity on what works for us and what doesn't and who we want to be working with. Not to bypass our emotions. We don't want to do that anymore. Our very real, very normal, very deep emotions, we don't want to bypass them anymore. And we don't want to think that every single negative thought we think is pushing away our manifestations as though the universe is punishing us. The universe isn't punishing you. We want the secret. I get it. We want the secret. The crystal ball that gives you the exact formula for how to navigate your life, especially during times of struggle. I get it. You know, I get it. Like wanting it right now. I get it. I get wanting that secret. I understand that feeling so deeply, but there is no one secret. There is no one size fits all. We are here to live our lives. All of it. All of it. That's going to include contrast. So one of the things that pops up a lot is manifesting financial abundance. This is like the biggest one. So be honest with yourself because I feel like myself and so many people I talk to are in a constant state of worrying about money. And how many times have you Googled how to manifest financial abundance or listen to a podcast, how to manifest financial abundance, or bought a book, how to manifest financial abundance. Like I can't even count how many times my girlfriends and I have talked about this and how confusing we find it. How confusing we find it. Have you tried this? Could you make sense of this? Like it's almost become manic. I'll just buy this next book. I'll just take this next course. I'll just do this next thing. And all the while we're doing a few things. One, We're spending so much time trying to figure out how to manifest financial abundance by reading all the things, doing all these practices that we're not actually taking the real action we need to be taking towards our goals. And two, we're thinking that we're getting it wrong and we just need to learn more or do more for another day, for another month, for another year, spend more money, and then we'll finally get it. That was me. Listen, I've been in a state of personal development for the past two decades always trying to better myself, to heal myself, to learn the secret. That's really what it comes down to is I think I've been spending a lot of time, I know I have, trying to learn that one magical secret. And when I decided to take a break from it all, I realized something really important. While healing and personal development is so transform transformational like it really is what's also transformational is simply living your life living your life not always being in a constant state of personal development not always being in a constant state of always trying to be better what if Right now, who you are right now and what you're doing right now is exactly who you need to be and what you need to do. I think, you know, in this constant searching for the one secret way to finally manifest the things we want, we actually stop working towards the things we want because so many of the teachings are so beyond confusing. They actually take us out of the beauty and magic of being a human being. Again, spirituality isn't something outside of us. You have 
access to that guidance all the time. It's inside of you. Living our lives as human beings with the joys and the pains and all the things in between, that's a spiritual act. Laughing, playing, crying, gardening, cooking, time with friends and family, compassion, kindness, alone time, grief, friendships, family. Like These are all spiritual. Why wouldn't they be? Why does it have to be some transcendent experience to be spiritual? Right? So, I don't know about you, if manifestation is new to you or not, but most of the manifestation practices that I have done haven't been to connect myself deeper to my spiritual practices. It's been to manifest a certain amount of money. I'm going to be totally honest. And some of the practices have been quite lovely, but I can see now that they would have been more effective had they not been used to gain something physical. The practice brought me peace, which is a good way to feel. And that is that helps me to remember that I have spiritual guidance, that peace, right? I have that spiritual guidance. When that's the intention, not trying to manifest something physical, you don't feel so crushed when the physical thing doesn't come. So because the intention behind doing the practice is to get something physical when it doesn't come, the peace goes away and it turns to frustration. So you stop doing the thing because you're like, it doesn't work, but it was working. It was bringing you peace. It just didn't bring you the physical manifestation because there were other action steps that you had to take outside of the practice that brought you peace to get you closer to that goal, right? So I've kept so many of my practices because they're just so beautiful, but I've changed their intention, right? If the intention is that it brings me peace, that's the intention of doing the practice. Because when I feel at peace, I feel energized to do the things that I want to do and need to do to achieve a goal. If it brings you peace, if it brings you joy, if it calms your nervous system, if it helps you to trust that you are being guided, that you know you have access to spiritual guidance, keep it. Keep it. Keep it. The money and time that I have spent manifesting money or trying to manifest money has made me go deeper into feeling unworthy when it doesn't come in the way that that practice said it was supposed to come. And it's really made me sad for that woman who was struggling when all I needed to do was to shift my intentions and to actually take action towards working towards the things that I desire. And I'm going to break that down for you too. So you're going to have so many resources here, but I first, I really want to get into some of the two biggest myths, which is mindset and emotions. Um, because I don't want you to ever feel that way. I don't want you to feel like you're doing something wrong. I don't want you to feel unworthy. I don't want you to feel like there is actually no spiritual guidance and support out there available to you. So we're going to break down a couple of the myths. One being your mindset and one being your emotions. 
and the myths that they're pushing away your manifestations. And we're going to break these down so that you can come back to being the human being, the amazing human being who will always have a life of contrast. So you can come back to that and eliminate some of this mad hat or madness you might be feeling while you're trying to figure out um, how you can come back to being a human being, that perfectly imperfect human being who has goals and who has wishes and who has desires and has things you want to manifest and also have thoughts and emotions that may not always fall under the category of positive or high vibe because again, you're a thinking, feeling human being. So I hope that this conversation really helps. Before we get into the two big, big things that I want to talk about, I just want to let you know that this is my experience, my opinion, my beliefs. I'm always open to learning more. I'm always open to being wrong. I'm always open to growing. And I think that's so important to share here because I don't want you to think that I have the answer and I'm the only one with the answer. I'm just sharing the things that haven't worked for me and what I've done instead to... um, really turn that around so that I can create those goals and achieve the things that I want and have my desires and wishes and manage, if you will, my thoughts and emotions in a way that does work for me. And that's what I'm sharing here today. Not I have the answer and this is everything that you need to do. This is what I've been doing, what's working for me. And I just want to share that with you so that you don't feel alone That's the only purpose of this conversation today. Not, I'm the expert, do as I say. Not at all. I never do that. I share from my experience for exactly that reason. Here's my experience. I don't want anyone to ever feel alone. If this resonates with you, here's what I'm doing. Maybe these are some things that you can try, and if they work, great. And if not, you get the opportunity to find the thing that does work for you. So the first thing that I want to go into today is the biggest one that I know I see and you're probably seeing if you're in the manifestation law of attraction world or the manifestation coaching industry is that your mindset is the problem. This was the thing that I really had to stop. I had to stop believing that my mindset was the problem to every single problem. I had to stop believing that my mindset was the problem to the obstacles that I had or the challenges that I had. Sometimes we just have obstacles. Sometimes we just experience challenges and it has nothing to do with our mindset. I've had the best mindset. I have had the most I've been in the most optimistic hopeful times and I've still come up uh, come across challenges in my business or trying to achieve a goal or just in life because again that's life and what I've realized is when we believe that our mindset is the problem to every single problem It creates so much confusion in our lives because we're like, oh my God, I thought my mindset was pretty good. I thought I was doing pretty good. I guess not. Maybe I should do more work, right? Instead of, you know, being in this, instead of just like understanding that we're just in experience a challenging time, we're now in this state where we think, well, maybe I need to be better. Maybe who I am right now isn't okay. And maybe it makes you feel unworthy, right? 
So some manifestation coaches will say you manifest with every single thought you think. That's like a blanket thing. Or if you're not manifesting what you want, then you just have to like do more mindset work. That's like the blanket statement. But one thing that I think we need to explore here is that concept of you manifest with every single thought you think. Can you imagine if every single thought you ever thought actually happened? If every single worry you ever had actually happened, like literally just manifested. I was actually talking to someone the other day and I was like, can you imagine if that was true? Like I have some exes that would have met with a really, really unfortunate fate. So when you think about it, all the things you've thought and all the worries you've had, you become very aware that you don't actually manifest every single thing you think. And what gets me about this statement is that it lacks so much context and it's very harmful when someone just so desperately wants to manifest something for themselves or something for their family, especially when it's a basic need. Because it makes them think that they're unworthy. It makes them think that they're constantly doing something wrong. It makes them think that, you know, if I could just get out of this negative thought pattern, then I would be able to provide for my family. And I just think that is just so harmful to someone who's already struggling. So if you're trying to manically control every single thought you think because you're afraid that if you think something negative, it's going to happen, I really hope that this frees you from that belief. I really do. Because honestly, that's the best way to describe how it feels. It feels freeing. It feels freeing. Like I had a thought the other day, someone cut me off and I had a thought the other day, like God, wouldn't it be nice if they just got run off the road? (laughs) It didn't happen. I have had moments like that where I'm like, this is my reminder that not every single thing that I think is going to manifest just because I think it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I believed this though at one point, not to that extreme that if I just thought that, oh my God, I hope they get pulled over by a cop and then instantly they get pulled over because I thought it. But I believed in the new age rhetoric when I started my law of attraction journey um, that my mindset was the thing that was pushing away my manifestations and I had to be positive all the time. And what this belief did was make me feel like I was going mad hat or mad. It made me constantly feel like a failure. It made me always believe that I was never going to manifest anything, even though I was manifesting things. It was just, I was achieving goals. I was achieving goals. And it was like, I think we just get so caught up in the word manifest. Like we think that it's just going to magically appear on our lap and we forget all the things that we've done because we've done that. Because we've done it. We've set the goal and we've taken the actions and we've done the things and we've overcome the obstacles. And... When I believed though that I always had to be positive, what it did as well was make me bypass my emotions. And by doing that, I got very caught up in toxic positivity. And we'll talk about that as well. And I felt like a pressure cooker. 
I felt like a pressure cooker that just wanted to explode. Like I had all these thoughts in my head that just like wanted to come out. I had all these emotions that just wanted to come out. And I felt like, nope, not yet. I got to keep pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. And I literally felt like my head was going to explode. What I know now is it's so healthy to find ways to get those things up and out so that we don't feel like we want to explode. And when I stopped believing this, I realized something very important that freed me from, I'm just going to keep calling it mad hatter madness. It freed me from constantly trying to only think positive because sometimes I'm not in a positive mindset. Sometimes things happen in the world that make me feel melancholy and that's okay. And sometimes I have challenges and sometimes I have a negative thought and I'm a human being. I'm a human being. You're a human being. I'm a human being who's always thinking. I'm a human being with feelings and emotions. Some feel good and some don't. And here's what I know. I don't want to take up permanent residence in the ones that don't feel good, but I also know and believe that I'm not doing anything wrong, nor am I pushing away my manifestations because of it. So instead of trying to control every single thought that comes into my mind throughout the day, which are thousands, I instead pay attention to what matters most, and that's the patterns. And the patterns of thoughts that are important are the ones that invoke a deep emotional response. Because when it invokes a deep emotional response, it starts to affect my actions. I might not even take actions. When it invokes a deep emotional response, it affects my reactions to things, my responses to things, my behavior, my mental and emotional state, my beliefs. So these are the thoughts that matter. And then the other ones, I just let them pass by, right? They're simply just in the moment thoughts. And for the ones that really matter, those patterns, I'm going to share some tools with you, some practice practices for you in the show notes, all free. You can go there. The practices will help. Like one of the things I just did, actually, I just did this yesterday. It's the most simplistic practice. I wasn't really in a big pattern, but I was having a difficult time that day getting out of like an irritable state. The house was really noisy. We have, we're under construction still in the new home that we're in. It was really noisy. I was trying to focus. I was really irritable and I could just feel myself like every single person in this house was annoying me. So I went, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of here before I, again, pressure cooker explode, right? I don't want to take it out on them. They're here. They're doing their work. They're not doing anything wrong. So I went on what I call a feelings walk. I grabbed my dog, got in my car, went to the nature trails that are just like 10 minutes from here. And it was sunny out and it was beautiful. And I went on my feelings walk. And while I'm on my feelings walk, all I do is I get everything up and out. Here are all the reasons why I'm so irritable. Here are all the things that are driving me nuts. And I just let it all out. It feels like a release from my physical body. Like Physically, I feel lighter. Physically, I feel the tension go away. And that's just one practice. And that's just like the tiniest little thing, but so helpful up and 
out. It wants to come out. That's why it's bubbling over. That's why you feel like a pressure cooker wanting to explode. So I'm going to share a bunch of practices for you in the show notes, simple things that you can do in the moment, bigger things that you can do with deeper feels. You will have so many resources at the end of this share and in the show notes that you can turn to, that you can practice so that you can really start to pay attention to the things that actually matter and let the things, the other things just pass you by. So back to your mindset. Just because you think something doesn't mean it will come true. Just because you have negative thoughts doesn't mean you're going to push your manifestations away. I cannot, actually not just that I cannot, I will not believe that we are born with these emotions that we have simply to be punished by the law of attraction by the universe when we feel them or when we think them. I refuse to believe that. If you want to use the law of attraction principles to support you emotionally and mentally and spiritually and attitudinally and even physically, I think that is wonderful. Again, anything that brings you peace, anything that calms your nervous system, all those things keep those practices But the harm comes when we bypass our emotions out of fear that we are pushing away our desires. Because the more we fear that, the more we're actually feeling it. Because now we're afraid of not just the, now we're not just feeling the discomfort of those negative thoughts or those emotions. Now we're feeling the discomfort of the fear that we actually believe that we're pushing away our desires. Oh my God, I just had a thought. What am I going to do? Right? I'm not going to manifest the thing that I want. And then we become manic. You're not a robot. You are a thinking, feeling human being. I think I'm just going to repeat that like a thousand times in here. So it's like conscious, subconscious, and sub, 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 subconscious. Like you just believe this. You're like, oh my God, I'm a thinking, feeling human being. It's okay that I'm not always okay. It's okay that I wasn't optimistic in that moment. It's all okay. What I've realized about the mindset issue always being our problem is that it's spins a story of if you don't have what you want, it's your fault. As though like life can never just happen, right? Like everything's our fault because we somehow manifested every single thing that's happened to us. Or it spins the story of if you don't have something or sorry, if you have something you don't want, then it's also your fault because you thought it so... You made it happen. I wish we were that magical and that powerful, but we're not. Actually, I don't wish that because imagine if things happened that instantly just because we thought things. So basically when I, when I hear those two things, I think, okay, so it's all my fault unless it works. Then it was because of the practices they sold me, not me, right? Like if you have If you thought positive, you would have received it, but you didn't, so you didn't receive it. I don't know. Like, I can't believe this, right? Like, I just, I really am so struggling with this concept that every single thing that happens in the world is our mindset. I... I can't believe that miscarriages are a mindset issue. Fertility challenges are a mindset issue. Poverty is a mindset issue. Homelessness is a mindset issue. 
Like, and if we just thought more positively, all our problems would go away. I believe that strengthening our mental health is something that helps us so greatly, but I don't believe that fixing our mindset is the solution to every single damn thing that happens to us, including things that are done to us by others. I'm not going to believe that because it is harmful. It is very harmful and it will make us feel like we are going mad hatter mad and it will make us bypass our emotions. So if, if the person, the teacher, the coach is sharing all you need to do to achieve everything in your life and to never experience anything negative or to never experience a challenge again is change your mindset, run, run, honestly, run, because it's not the answer to every single thing that happens. It's not. You didn't think those bad things into your life. Bad things that happened to you, things that were done to you by someone else, you didn't think that. You didn't make that happen because you had negative thoughts or because you felt something that wasn't, you know, in the category of joy or wasn't a high vibing vibration. You did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. That thing that happened to you, you didn't do it. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes life happens. We're human beings. You're a human being. I just feel like that's so important to note there. And I just want to like have you stay there for a moment. You didn't do anything wrong. So when I had all this time on my hands through the, you know, all the lockdowns that we've uh, experienced in the past couple of years, I signed up for a membership program with a coach that I had been following for a while And I loved her teachings and I loved it because she taught from a neuroscience perspective and there was a big component on there on manifestation. And I was like, okay, I'm struggling in my business right now. I'm in these these lockdowns. I just lost my main revenue earner. And I think this will just be a really supportive time to help me to set new goals and refocus and shift the way that I need to shift because I need to change my business now so that I can bring revenue back in. And so I decided, you know what? I love this. This is the perfect time to sign up for this membership program for the year. The way she marketed it really resonated with me. We were going to be doing live Q and A's, answer questions as obstacles came up. It would be very supportive. We would have like a forum support from the coach and we would have support from the other members. It would just be like a beautiful interactive container for the entire year. It felt good. Like something that I was like, wow, yes, this is exactly what I need right now. And I promise there's a there's a point to this story. After about a week after I signed up, she disappeared. The person that I like joined to work with is gone. She disappeared. And now there were like four hired and trained by her coaches that I had never even like 
had been introduced to before. I had no idea who they were. They, they weren't on the website. They weren't anywhere on social media, nowhere in the marketing, like nowhere. I had no idea who they were and she was gone. Taking a step back, I don't know. It was never actually discussed, not the point of the story. Anyway, that was like a big red flag for me, but I decided to stay committed. And then two weeks into the membership, it was changed that if you had any questions, you would now have to pay $25 to have your question answered. And that $25 would get you a one minute voice note response. Like we're dealing with huge things in this membership program. We're dealing with inner child. We're dealing with um, mother wounds. We're dealing with deep fears. Like we're dealing with deep things in here. We're dealing with like restructuring, like for me, restructuring my business and all the things that comes around, comes along with that. We're dealing with limiting beliefs. And you're telling me that now, so first of all, I'm spending $30 a month for the membership. Um, the coach is gone and now I have to pay $25 to get a one minute voice note for like, real deep questions that people are going to have because this isn't a surface level, um, airy fairy membership program. And the workshops in there are not either like we go deep. This felt like responsibility bypass to me. You know, it was like saying our program doesn't work for everyone. Like we said it was in the marketing So now that you're hooked and can't back out because that was a deal too, if you sign up, you're committed to the year and you can't back out at any time, you can't get, you you have to pay that 30 bucks a month for the entire year, no matter what. And it's like, you can't back out and here are all the upsells now. And I'm thinking, well, of course I'm going to have questions. And I'm upset because I'm like, I signed up because of the support, the promise of the support. It was right there in bold letters. This is what we were agreeing to. This is what was promised. This is why I signed up for this. And I did try to get out of the membership, but they wouldn't let me because of course I had agreed when I signed up that there would be no refunds and no backing out for the entire year. So I felt duped. Here's the point of the story. When I complained, not complained, just I guess it was complaining, but when I tried to get out for all very honest and um, good reasons, the feedback I get was that it was my mindset. I must have money mindset issues. Otherwise, I wouldn't be so concerned about the $30 a month and I wouldn't be so concerned about paying $25 to have a question answered. It was my fault. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, no flipping way. This is my fault. I do not have money mindset issues, not with regards to this. And I thought, okay, if I order a gray couch and a green couch gets delivered and it's not only green, but it's in a different style and I call the furniture place and I want to send it back. And they came back to me and said, oh, well, it must just be your mindset. If you fixed your mindset, then you would like the green one in the different style, in the different style. You wouldn't be so worried about, I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that. I didn't get what I ordered. I didn't get what I ordered, period. And I just kept getting responses from them. Like, keep doing the work. You might have another blog that you don't know is there. Check with your mindset. Even if you think it's good, it's probably subconscious. You might have a 
you probably have a childhood limiting belief. So keep meditating on get until it gets clearer. None of this felt supportive for me to me. It felt like bypassing. It felt like they were just pushing away any responsibility from what they were teaching for what the promises were in bold. Right. And basically how I felt it was like, if it works, it's because of them. And if it doesn't, it's because of you. So just keep fixing your mindset. A, an ethical coach or anyone who's just like practicing ethical business practices wouldn't do that. A coach that doesn't support your challenges or obstacles is another red flag to look out for. Or when a coach or expert or teacher won't answer your questions or is always making it your fault, that's a red flag. If they are there to help you get from where you are to where you want to go, and if that's in the promise and that's in the agreement, that includes helping you over the obstacles. And when they bypass it, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have questions. Because it was right there in bold letters. Do this and I promise you'll have results. Well, I did do that and I didn't get results. So what do I do now? And this doesn't mean that every single coach will have the answers. I don't, but they will guide you to getting the additional support you need and they will never make it your fault. I don't have the perfect mindset 24 seven, but it didn't feel to me like this was my block. I was tricked, I was duped. So throughout all of this and now I'm committed to this $30 a month for the next 12 months. It was a stressful and unknown time for me. So of course I was confused and of course I had doubts. You know, I had to make so many shifts in my business due to the pandemic. And we were also in a pandemic. It wasn't just that I had to shift my business. We were also in a pandemic. But it took me time to see that my mindset wasn't the issue here. Because I doubted myself. I doubted myself. Like there was a part of me that believed what they said, that maybe I do have money mindset issues. I trusted them more than I trusted myself. I didn't go with my gut because I was in this like fight or flight situation where I like, I'm like, I need to solve this problem, right? I just lost my main revenue earner. They banked on that fear. Like they, they, they used those fears against me. And I started to ask myself, what am I doing wrong? Like that became my daily question. I can't even tell you how many times I have written this out in my journal over the past couple of years. And I found myself turning back to my old patterns, the toxic positivity, the bypassing my emotions, because, you know, the comments that I just kept getting were be a vibrational match or keep working on your mindset or it must be a deeply rooted belief, deeply rooted limiting belief. It might even be one from your ancestors. Maybe you don't want it badly enough. And I'm thinking now I have to heal my ancestors mindset shit. Like, are you serious? And thankfully I got out of that, but I believe now because this is just happening so widely, widely right now, I believe this is why toxic positivity is being spoken about so openly. It's because it's harmful. 
We are feeling, thinking human beings. We have thoughts, thousands of them every single day. Do you want to take up permanent residence in the negative thoughts that spiral you into worry or anxiety or fear? Of course not. But is you thinking that something bad is going to happen, going to make it happen because we manifest every single thought? I just can't believe that. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And the more I manically tried to control every single thought and feeling that I had, the more I doubted myself. And the more I doubted myself, the more I lost my confidence. And the more I lost my confidence, the less ambition I felt to work towards my goals or even to set new goals. And the less goals that I set and the less focus I put towards these new goals and the shifts that I had to make in my business, the less results I received, of course, because I wasn't taking action. And then I just kept feeling so defeated, right? So when I finally, I had to say, I'm like, I'm not doing, even though I'll just keep paying the $30 a month, but I'm not doing any practices anymore. I'm just going to explore this deeper. I'm going to talk to other people. I'm going to find solutions. I'm going to set new goals. I'm going to shift my business. I'm going to work on my mental and emotional health. I found out that I wasn't the only one who was feeling duped. A lot of people were signing up for things like this and these big promises and weren't getting any results. It actually led me to a podcast and to an amazing business coach. The podcast is called Duped. I'll put the link for that in the show notes. I actually had her on the podcast because I was like, Maggie, I listened to your podcast. I feel duped. I feel like I've been duped. I Can I run this by you? Like I think this is unethical business practices. She was so gracious. And then she ended up coming on the podcast because we were like, I was like, I need to share this. I need to let other people know that they're not doing anything wrong and that their mindset here is not the problem. So um, you're not alone. All that to say you're not alone. And all that to say that your thoughts run constantly. You never stop thinking. So to believe that your thoughts constantly manifest into the physical reality, that on its own is harmful thinking. And it creates so much emotional distress. It makes you feel like you're like you're going mad hat or mad. And I can tell you right now, Just recently, I was in a constant state where I was worrying over something and it didn't happen. I didn't manifest it. It didn't happen. I didn't want to take up permanent residence in that worry. Like it didn't feel good. So I did the mindset work that I needed to do to minimize the worry, to calm my nervous system. And I actually ended up blogging about it because it really worked. And it's called a practice for when your thoughts turn to worry. And I'll put the link for that blog and the show notes. Again, you're going to have so many resources in this episode because this is a big conversation. This is a big topic to explore and we're just touching the surface today. Just the surface. I'm going to continue to go deeper. I'm going to myself keep exploring this, keep sharing things, and I'm going to have guests on as well because I never want you to get duped and I never want you to ever feel alone again. Here's a green flag. Ethical coaches 
will support you through very normal feelings while you're working towards your goals and will help you through obstacles and will never say, will never make you bypass your feelings or your thoughts. And they'll have practices for you and they'll have tools for you and they'll have resources to help you. They won't just say, you must have a mindset problem, right? Because when we're working towards from where we are to where we want to go, we have a goal. There's like a middle area. I call it the messy middle. And oftentimes when, especially when it's something big or we're learning something new, like all the shifts that I had to make in my business now that I could no longer facilitate in-person workshops, um, we're learning and we're growing and it's uncomfortable and we don't know everything yet, right? So I call it the messy middle while we're working towards a goal. Our messy middle, someone else has already gone through it. And now it's their magic area because they've already gone through it, right? They've already past the point that you're at, the messy point. So that's why it's so important to constantly be sharing what we do in the messy middle, not just here's the thing I wanted. All I had to do was this one thing and now look at where I am. There's a lot of stuff in the middle. Maybe not with every single thing that we want and desire in life, but when we're talking about big goals, big shifts, big manifestations, big changes, I guarantee 99.9% of those people who are experiencing that have a messy middle. So we need to be talking about that because there's magic in that messy middle. One of the magic things is what did I do? Here are all the things that I did to overcome the obstacles. Or here's the support that I needed. Here are the resources that I needed. Here's what I learned. Or it may just be like, oh my God, I'm not alone. I thought I was the only one who was feeling this way in this messy middle. So it's like a messy, magical middle, right? So to wrap up the mindset part, and it's just going to keep coming. We're going to keep coming in and in, but I want to get into the emotions part don't spend money you don't have on the promise they make that you will get it back from the universe once you fix your mindset. Because that's a bypass, right? They're not going to give you your money back, right? They don't give you the money back. They don't have to take responsibility because they're saying it's not me, it's the universe. Well, isn't that convenient? So if they're like, as soon as you change your mindset, you're going to get back that investment that you made, run, run. They can't make that promise. They cannot make that promise because there's too many other things involved. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one, which is just like your mindset must be the problem. Some manifestation coaches have used our emotions against us as though we are being punished almost like by the universe, right? For feeling anything that's outside of joy, but they don't call it emotions. Here's the tricky part about that. They don't call it emotions. They call it being a vibrational match, being at the right frequency. So I think there is a frequency out into the world. I think everything around us is energy, but again, This is where it comes down to. I no longer, I'm no longer willing to believe that the universe is punishing me and not allowing my manifestations to come through because I was feeling melancholy or because I was grieving over a loss. 
right? Had you just not spent the past month grieving a loss, maybe your manifestations would have come because you would have been a vibrational match. If you hadn't been sad or melancholy, the money wouldn't have run from you. If you're a vibrational match to the thing you wanted, it will come. That's the promise that they make. But if you don't reach the vibrational frequency, the frequency they never actually say what it is or how to achieve it, the thing you want can't come. So keep working on your mindset, get yourself to a higher frequency, match the frequency of that money, and you will have everything that you want. That is the dark side of the manifestation coaching industry. And it's so harmful because we are feeling thinking human beings. I promise you, this is untrue. I have achieved goals in sadness and I have achieved goals in joy, not out of magic, out of the actions that I take. Is it easier to take action when I'm not feeling sad or grieving? Of course, but I have achieved goals in both and I'm not being punished by the universe and my manifestations are not running for me when I feel a normal human emotion. And that's what I forgot. I have forgotten that. I've forgotten that. You know, my husband and I are in a new house. I didn't manifest this house out of thin air. The goals that we set and the actions that we took are what helped us to build this house. Call it manifestation. Even the word manifestation is driving is really bothering me right now. I think I'm still working through some emotions around that, but it was a goal. My husband and I had a vision. We believed that we had the skills and the resources to build it. We designed it with an architect, with engineers. We hired skilled trades who do this work daily. And we kept taking the action necessary until it was built. And we had days when, of course, we felt so overwhelmed, but the work still continued. The trades didn't disappear because we were no longer a vibrational match. The house didn't leave us because we were no longer vibing at a high frequency. And we had days when we wondered, do we really have what it takes? Like, is this the right thing to do for our future? Because we were building, we decided to build two houses that we had owned the property for a couple of years as a way to bring in revenue, the revenue that we had lost because of the lockdowns, right? So we had those days we wondered, is this, is this the right thing to do? Of course, we had these fears. We were in an unknown. We didn't know it was going to work out. And we're just so grateful that it did now that we know, but we didn't know it then. And when we were in that state, we would talk it out and we would support each other and we would, would remind ourselves, of course we can do this. And we just kept going. We're like, we're in it now. We got to keep doing it. And when we were feeling overwhelmed or stressed or in doubt, We would turn to our practices that would help us through these very real normal emotions, not because we were afraid that our house was going to run from us because we weren't high vibing or at a vibrational match, but because we wanted to enjoy the process. We didn't like feeling that way. So that frequency statement, that vibration statement feels like a bypass to me, another bypass to me, a spiritual bypass. If the money doesn't come back, that's another red flag, right? If if the money doesn't come back, it's because you weren't vibrating high enough, right? You weren't at the right frequency for the money you want. Come on, come on. And what I realize now, even though my emotions matter very much, and I'll go through why, I can still take action towards manifesting my goals while I'm feeling big feels. So that 
Frequency matching is so vague. What is the frequency to what they are promising we can manifest, right? And they might throw in a word like quantum physics or like someone will be like, like Einstein said, but had never even like studied Einstein. But what is the frequency that I am trying to mentally and emotionally achieve? Do they even know? How do they know? Did they set up machines that rate the frequency of you and the frequency of the physical object you want? What is the frequency match for a house? What is the frequency match for money? What is the frequency match for a Ferrari? What's the frequency match for the money one needs to simply just have their basic needs met? Now we get to ask these questions, right? Before we believe in any of these magical, big promises they make, like, don't worry, the universe is going to give it back to you as soon as you reach your vibrational match. Well, now you don't have the money, but they do, right? And they're not liable. They don't have to give it back to you because they just let you know that it was your fault. We get to ask these questions now before we believe in that big promise. And that big promise By the way, that's another red flag. I think it's so important to like weave in some red flags in this conversation. Some red flags are, I promise you, you can achieve this in a week if you just do this. I promise you this works for everyone. I promise you all you have to do is this one thing. I promise you, you just do this one thing and the money will come to you within 24 hours. But you got to believe it and you got to match the frequency. Otherwise, it can't come to you in 24 hours. But I promise you, it will come in 24 hours, right? Or I promise you, here's a 17-second method. This is the only thing you will ever have to do again. Or I promise you, you can do it because I did too. There's no quick fix to life. We are meant to live and to learn and to grow and to fall and to get back up and to feel, right? And I know, because I've been in this boat, and I know it too, just with clients who come to me, many people will spend thousands on these quick fixes, never getting the proper support they needed, only to end up in a therapist's office or a coach's office or someone else's office to now heal the trauma on top of the trauma that the manifestation coach had no experience in promising they could heal and feel like they must have done something wrong. And this isn't because we're weak, by the way, and it's not because we're stupid. It's because we want so badly to achieve what they were promising could be achieved with this one simple thing. And it's in that promise that we open up our wallets and dish out our money. We don't get that promise from ethical therapists or coaches, life coaches, business coaches, healers, because they would never ever make that promise because they know that there are other things involved other than a 17 second method. Right? They know. A business coach knows, would never make a promise, do this one thing and you are going to have an eight-figure business. A business coach knows what it takes, an ethical business coach knows what it takes to run an eight-figure business, six-figure business, seven-figure business. And it's not a 17-second manifestation method. And you think, I'm not exaggerating with the 17-second method. You go to YouTube There are people teaching a 17-second method. All you have to do is this one thing and you will achieve seven figures in your business. 
ethical therapists, life coaches, business coaches, healers, they don't make that promise. Actually, um, one of my favorite spiritual teachers talks about this. Her name is Gabby Bernstein. She just wrote a book called Happy Days. And she's been doing this whole circuit to market this book and get this book out there. And in the book, she is sharing her experience with trauma and how she is healed from the trauma. And the book includes practices that she's she says, these are the practices that I'm qualified to teach. And she also shares that there are other things she did that she isn't teaching herself because she isn't qualified, but recommends finding someone who does. So for example, she says she went to therapy twice a week um, with a trauma therapist. Like she was very specific about, she also does EMDR. She's also done somatic healing and a bunch of other things as well. So even though she has all these beautiful practices in the book that she knows are going to be so supportive for people on their healing journey, she also expresses how important it is to go through trauma healing with a trauma specialist and all the other things that she has done as well. So now we have the full picture. Now we know that it's more than just one way or one thing. Now we can read her book, practice the practices, be inspired by her story, gain relief, and know that we may also need additional support. And that's okay. And that's okay. Another red flag is in the promise is the one size fits all. This worked for me and it will work for everyone. And again, most ethical practitioners are never going to make a promise in a one size fits all approach because we are all so unique. What works for me may not work for you. What works for you may not work for someone else. You may need something else and that's okay. So that should be another red flag you look out for. Really explore the promise being made If it's vague, if it lacks context, if it makes you feel like you can't be a normal human being who has thoughts and emotions, just push on the brakes. And there really are so many practices that are beyond vague and so many promises that are beyond vague that can make you feel like you're going mad hat or mad to understand them or make you believe that you don't have to take any action or make you feel like, it will never work for you because you've been trying that thing and it just isn't working. That is why the promise is so enticing because it's like, I don't have to take any action. Great, because I'm so exhausted. I can't even imagine doing something else. So I just want to do this one little practice, right? That's what makes it so enticing. But these secrets, these promises, these magical quick fixes, they often also contradict each other. So we're spinning around getting dizzy from it all, asking ourselves, what am I doing wrong? Right? So be a vibrational match to the things you want. If you want a car, be be a vibrational match to that car. Otherwise, the car can't come to you. Well, I have a car sitting in my driveway right now and I remember when I bought that car, I was going through a really stressful time because it was in the middle of relocating from Ottawa, Ontario to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> I was still able to buy the car, not because I manifested it, but because I was privileged enough to have the resources to be able to buy it. 
I think that's so important. Privilege is so important here. We're going to break that down too. While I do believe that paying attention to our energy from an emotional and mental physical standpoint, you know, is so incredibly supportive to our health. It's very important to get clear about this with regards to manifesting. So if you're angry all the time and all your energy is going into that anger, what you can explore is one, well, do I want to take up permanent residence in this anger? Probably not, but start to explore how am I behaving from this angry state? Is this anger preventing me from taking the steps to achieve my goal? Because I'm like, forget it, I'm not doing anything. Is this anger being directed at people who could support you and you're pushing them away because they're like, I can't work with you while you're in this state? Right? Are you responding or talking in a way or reacting and acting in such an angry way that no one wants to work with you? That is much more clear than change your vibration what vibration because in this it reminds us that our actions have consequences we know this and when our emotions are affecting our actions and our decisions and the way we're reacting and teaching people that's what we need to address like if i don't believe i can do something and i don't do the things required to do that thing it's not going to matter how much i do that visualization if I'm not taking action, right? If I don't believe that I can do it and I'm not doing it, the universe isn't punishing me. It's that I'm actually not doing the thing because I don't believe I can do it. And it didn't matter how much I visualized it. I didn't believe that I could do it. So I didn't even bother, you know, setting a goal. I didn't even bother taking the first step. It's not because I'm being punished by the universe. So often these teachings, you know, we're taught that the universe is limitless. You can manifest anything you want. And then we hear like source, God, whatever you believe in creates everything and is in everything, including us. The universe gives you everything you ask for. And then we get a but but only if you meet this specific criteria, only if you're a vibrational match. And then we take this all in and we become so afraid of talking about how we feel or having you know, negative thoughts because we're afraid it's going to push our manifestations away. And I want that to stop. And what I want us to do instead is to take care of our mental and emotional health because... It feels, it doesn't feel good to take up permanent residence in anger. It doesn't feel good to take up permanent residence in despair. It doesn't feel good to take up permanent residence in hopelessness, not because the universe is punishing us and we need to manifest something physical, but because it is important to our physical and emotional and mental well being, to being a human being. So we need to look deeper into the promises that they're making, right? What is, first of all, what's the promise they're making? Where does this promise come from? Why should we believe in this promise? 
What makes them an expert in this that they can promise this? And what are they going to do if they're promise, if you do everything step by step and it doesn't happen? What's their responsibility there? You're allowed to ask those questions, especially if you're going to like throw out, well, any amount of money, but some of these coaching practice, some of these coaches are charging like $10,000, right? So if you're like, okay, how to manifest financial abundance, you find a coach, the manifestation coach, they're like, okay, $10,000. That's what it takes to work with me for the next, you know, whatever, six weeks. You're allowed to ask questions, right? Was it their own experience? If yes, what else did they do outside of this you know, one promise, just do this one thing. What else did they do? Were they also in therapy? Yes, yeah, if yes, for how long? Were there any other healing modalities? Which ones? If it was a financial manifestation, what is the step-by-step process that they did? And are they going to teach that? What actions did they take? What obstacles did they experience? How did they overcome them? Who helped them? What resources did they have available to them? You're allowed to ask these questions. Is this also going to be in the program that I'm buying from you? Privilege also matters here. What did they have access to that perhaps others or you don't? And this is so important and it matters when someone is saying it works for everyone. Get the full process, not just, oh, look at what I manifested by doing this one thing and only this one thing. Look at what I manifested by just being a vibrational match. Well, what was your vibrational match? And... What did you do? What actions did you take? One big question I have now is, who is profiting from me being in this manic state of constant confusion? I'm all for profit when it comes to ethical business practices, but those who are not ethical, who benefit from me, from us, staying in this vicious cycle of believing that we are always doing something wrong, or that our beliefs are the problem or we may not just want it bad enough or we want it too much or we aren't a vibrational match or our mindset is the problem. I just, I can't work with those people. I can't. Because I cannot and will not believe that this beautiful universe, this vast, limitless universe that we live in would put that many limits on us. That would be like, we're gonna, you're gonna be born with all of these emotions and the ability to to think and to grow and to learn, and you're going to have failure, but that's okay because you learn from failure, and it's going to be uncomfortable when you do something new for the first time because you're in a learning phase. I don't believe they gave that to us as punishment. I can't believe that. And listen, I believe there's so much magic in the universe, so much this beautiful thing, the universe, all the wonders, all the ancient wisdom teachings have been turned into a circus. I'll give you everything you ask for, but it's like saying to someone you're in a relationship with, I love you unconditionally, but not unless you do all these things. I don't believe the universe, source, God, whatever it is you believe in, loves us with conditions. It is unconditional love, even when we are at our complete worst. It's not the universe doing anything wrong. We are being sold riddles and rules and loops and hoops to jump through, to manifest, 
And I just think it creates so many limits and spins a story that when tragic things happen, it is because we asked for it by having negative thoughts and not being a vibrational match. And I will not believe that. Again, I don't want to take up permanent residence in feelings of discomfort. But this isn't a conversation about that. This is about being told that our feelings and our thoughts will make bad things happen to us, including things done to us by other people. I cannot believe that I won't. I would never want to leave this house. I would never think another thought or feel another feeling like you would have to literally medicate me. I believe we are born with these emotions because we are meant to feel it all. And if we are taking up permanent residence in despair, we need support, love, compassion, coping mechanisms, normalizing. Right? normalizing that oh my god of course you're sad about that thing instead of ooh, you were sad for a really long time you're not going to manifest that job that you want and now you have a fear of oh my god now i'm not going to get another job and i'm not going to be able to meet my basic needs vicious cycle and it's so false so i was following this woman on social media And she had the quote-unquote secret to manifestation. Um, She said it was downloaded to her from the aliens, convenient. I'm not saying that aliens don't exist. In fact, I don't think we're alone in this vast, expansive universe. Like, I just, of course not. I mean, you can believe what you believe, but I don't think um, that the aliens downloaded this thing to her and only her, right? I have a lot of questions about the claim that she's making because she was like, I'm the only one that they've, they said, I'm the only one out of how many billions of people in the world, 8 billion people in the world that they trusted with this secret. Only her and only her way because they told her that all the other ways didn't work. And she's now selling this. And she's like, the aliens also told me that I have to charge for this. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to think that it's valuable. So she's now selling this as told by the aliens whose ship she got to be on, by the way, I'm not exaggerating. And you can have this secret for, uh, I forget what the price was. It may have been your firstborn child. Thousands have bought it. Again, not because they're stupid, not because they're weak, but because we want so deeply to learn that one secret thing that is no longer, that is going to prevent us from ever suffering again. Right? So this is why I now ask who benefits and profits off of me feeling the way I currently feel or feeling like a constant failure when I'm trying to manifest and I just keep buying the next practice, trying the next thing. And again, I'm not trying to put anyone down. I'm trying to bring awareness to it because it's so frustrating. I hate that I have fallen for so many things and have spent so much time and money on things that have made me feel unworthy or have made me bypass my emotions and have made me take up permanent residence in feelings that... I didn't need to take up permanent residence in if I just had shifted my focus. If I had just trusted myself. 
So what I want to do now, I want to talk now about some things that I've been doing that have been really helpful. Just recently, I've liked to think as it all now is just life. I'm alive. Things are going to happen. Life is going to happen. I'm going to have good days. I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to have sorrow. Some days I'm going to feel melancholy. Some days I'm going to feel so high vibing energetic that like people are like, oh, I'm so annoyed by you. You're way too happy today. <laughs> Life's going to happen. And I'm going to do whatever I can do to be a good human being. I'm going to do what I can do to live a good life. I'm going to do what I can do to achieve my goals. But sometimes life is going to happen. Right? Like the pandemic. I was getting so close in 2019 to reaching my business financial goals for the year. And then the pandemic hit and the lockdowns came and I could no longer facilitate in-person workshops. I never even got close to my business financial goals because I had to shift my business. Life happened. Life happened. I didn't manifest that. So simply just living your life as a human being who has goals and wants and needs and desires. And how can you manifest those things yourself while also getting spiritual guidance, but you still have to take action. We need to remember that. How can we combine both worlds, right? And also understanding that sometimes it might take longer than planned. Sometimes there's going to be obstacles. Sometimes you're going to experience emotions that feel difficult. This is what's really been helping me step away from the mad hatter madness that was brewing inside of me. Like I felt like I was going to explode. I also explored all of my practices. I decided like all my practices, all my books, like everything throughout the past couple decades, if it brought me peace, I kept it. And I also changed my intention with the practices as well. I removed any external reward from any of my practices that brought me peace, right? That if I do this for 30 days, I'll have $20,000, whatever. My intention is now the good feeling, the peaceful feeling, because if I don't gain that external reward, then I've it takes away from the good feeling that that thing could have given me, right? So I've changed my intention. Because it's really in the peace that helps us to stay committed to our goals. Like for me, peace is such a big thing for me. Like I, I can feel at peace even while feeling other big feels. And when I'm at peace, I feel like I gain so much clarity on what actions and processes will help me even when I'm in a challenge. And now I am writing down my goals and intentions, even when they're not clear and specific. So here's where you can begin. What do you want? What 
is a goal, a wish, an intention. Like, what do you want? Whether that's a goal you want to achieve or something you, you know, you want for your life mentally, emotionally, physically, like something tangible, an object, like get clear and very unapologetic about what you want. Like, don't worry in this step about all the things you have to do to achieve it, right? Don't even worry right now if you have the clear picture. This first step, pen and paper, ask yourself, what do I want? What do I want? Like, choose one area of your life and start writing out all the things that you want. And you can even add in there, why do I want it? What will it bring your life into your life? How will it make you feel? This will really help you stay connected to it. It becomes heart-centered. I'm doing this because I want this. Like This is what I want for my life. This is why I'm doing this. And then start to take daily action. Even if it's just like little steps towards your goal. This is what I've been doing. Like, What's your plan? What steps, knowing what you know today, do you need to take? Create the action plan. So I had a goal at the beginning when I needed to, when I finally got clarity on what I needed to do in my business. And I decided that I was going to take my in-person workshops that I facilitated and digitize them and I didn't know what the heck I was doing so I was like okay what's the first step what do I need and I just kept taking myself through the steps and there were times when I needed support I needed to ask questions I needed to go online I needed to google how do I do this like there were times I needed that support I didn't manifest it there were also times by the way where I asked for spiritual guidance what would you have me say? But I'm still the one who has to say it. I'm still the one who has to take action, right? What's your plan? What steps, knowing what you know today, do you need to take and create that action plan step by step? What you want's going to stay firm. Like, of course, you change your mind, then just let it go. But the actions are what can change. And... These become the most difficult because you have to continue to take action even throughout the obstacles, even through the doubts, even through the fears, because it's the only way to keep your trust muscles strong or to build them, right? Because it's that lack of trust, that those limiting beliefs that impact our decision-making process. It will feel so challenging to work against these limiting beliefs. But this is the way you build up those muscles. Your beliefs inform your decisions. So you have to program your brain to work for you, not against you. And action is truly the best way to do this because it creates neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to reorganize yourself. So you can't just think your way into doing it. It's taking the action against that thought that allows your brain to see, oh, I actually can do this. Okay, now I have a little bit more confidence. It tells your brain that you can do this even if you don't have all the steps yet, even if you don't have all the confidence yet, even if you don't have the crystal ball telling you this is exactly what's going to happen. So you continue to take action even though you don't have a crystal ball. And of course you might fail. Of course it might not turn out to be what you expected it to be, right? It might not even come when you want it to come, but that's okay 
because that's life. Welcome to being a human being. So if there's something that you really want, but you have been doubting yourself, don't worry about the entire staircase right now. One step. Even the most micro of steps is a step. We're not going to bypass our emotions here. What we're doing is we're practicing taking action against the thing that's telling us that we shouldn't, like a lack of confidence. Like you can feel anger and not uh, not act on it. You can not be confident, but still do that thing, right? So just because you feel it doesn't mean you have to act upon it. So don't worry if this takes time. This is a practice. I'm actually going to put a practice for you in the show notes that will take you through this step-by-step and it will really help you. It's called the emotional scale practice. Another resource for you, link in the show notes. Very, very, very helpful. So that if you have fear or lack of confidence or limiting belief, those emotions are not the thing informing your decisions. You can take action from a different place and build up those trust muscles, if you will. Another practice, if this doesn't, this one doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. But this one is so helpful for me. What are some obstacles that might come up? Knowing what you know today, based on your experiences, what obstacles might come up as you work towards that goal, what might come up? And beside each one, what I want you to do is I want you to think of potential solutions coping mechanisms, solutions, people you can reach out to, resources, whatever it is to that problem, to that obstacle, to that challenge. You might have to ask people, you might have to do some research, that's okay. You don't have to have every single answer or know everything, right? Other people have walked this path before you. They can be your guide, podcast, books, YouTube. These are all amazing resources and most are free. Prepare yourself for when life happens because it isn't if life happens, it's when life happens. We learned that in 2020. And you're not going to manifest it happening just because you're being proactive and thinking about the bad things that might happen, the obstacles that might come. We could use a little bit more proactive behavior nowadays, right? Because we live in a reactionary state. We're like, oh my God, I was just like living in la la land. I had no idea that was going to happen because that manifestation coach said that nothing bad ever happened as long as I stayed at a vibrational match and stayed in a positive mindset. Life happens. Life happens. So this is what we do. And every single day, you just ask yourself, what actions do I need to take today? What will get me closer? And you do those things. And if you need to rest, you rest. I don't want us to get in a in, in a state of hustle, 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 do, 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 work, 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 burnout. And then it's like, oh, I have what I want or I don't have what I want because now I'm burnt out. And it's like, oh, my fault, right? No, you don't have to be in a constant state of personal and professional development. You also get to live. We are in such a rush to achieve everything right now, today. And I get it. I want that now too. But just because it isn't happening right now doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It might not happen in 17 seconds like that $2,999 course is promising. 
but I bet it won't make you feel like an epic failure every single day and it won't make you bypass your very normal real emotions or bypass just being a human being who just today is just totally fine with where they are and it's like today I'm okay with this today I'm gonna rest if your manifestation or goal let's just call it a goal if your goal intention wish feels like it is just within your reach it isn't because you're doing anything wrong There is no one secret. Sometimes things just take time. Sometimes it requires another step, another day, more resources, more support, right? More showing up. That's what's really been helping me very, very much. Also doing, that's not all though, right? I'm also, I'm going to try to just make sure that I include all the middle stuff too, like, cause I'm also doing a lot of work on supporting my mental and emotional health right now more. I'm always doing this, but a lot more right now because I'm being so emotionally affected by the things that are happening in the world. And I was finding it so hard to take action because I didn't have the mental and emotional bandwidth. So I'm doing a lot to support my mental and emotional health. I'm going on a lot of nature walks. I'm taking a lot of baths. I'm doing a lot of talk therapy. I'm doing a lot of writing in my journal. I am, what else am I doing? Yeah, like I'm giving myself a ton of grace. I'm doing a lot of things that are literally just because they bring me joy as well, like cooking. I love to cook, so I'm taking some little cooking classes off of YouTube because that just really helps me, and I'm giving myself so much grace. Like When I don't have the emotional and mental bandwidth, I'm allowing myself to take a break when I need to take a break. Another thing too, I love vision boards. Um, My best friend taught me all about vision boards, and... What I love about vision boards is that it keeps me motivated and inspired. It reminds me of what I'm working towards. So I have a vision board on my laptop screensaver. All the little things that I want, what I want for my business, what I want for my garden this year, what I want for my life, the places that I want to travel, um, the ways that I just would prefer to feel, even though I know it's totally fine if I don't always feel that way. And it's right there on my screensaver. So Every day I open up my laptop and it's right there. It's like my why, but I still have to take action. I still have to show up, right? It's just my beautiful reminder. It's my why. What I'm no longer doing that's being really, really helpful is being in a constant state of worrying about whether or not I'm a vibrational match because that is just so nuanced. I'm simply living. I'm living the human experience. I'm not trying to achieve a 5D ascension, if you will. I'm just living my life as I was born to live it. Here's some more middle stuff. I got clear on my values. That was really helpful. How I want to show up in my business, the thing, how I want to show up in my life, how I want to be in the world. I got very clear on my values. So when I'm about to share something, it doesn't align with my values. I'm like, no, that was really helpful. I got clear on what my terms of success are. That was really helpful as well, because I know I used to think like, 
I had success was this like big thing. Like I needed to have like an empire. My business needed to be an empire. Well, I don't want that. I never wanted that. I never wanted that. So I got very clear on what my terms of success are. I got very clear on my heart and how I want to show up in the world, who I want to be, like being a good human being, how I want to be in my business, the type of business that I want to run, the workshops that I want to create, what I want to do today. Like I don't have a plan for what I want my business to be five, 10 years from now. I also now know what I'm no longer willing to sacrifice to achieve a goal or what external success is supposed to be. I got clear on what it is to me and I'm no longer willing to sacrifice my mental, emotional, physical health to achieve a goal or to achieve success. The sacrifice is too great. It's too expensive. So I got clear on all those things. And a part of all of that is feeling the feelings that come without self-judgment, healing what needs to be healed when it needs to be healed, taking the action that needs to be taken, being a human being who is also very spiritual, but making sure I don't go to the extreme and forget that I'm a human being, knowing that sometimes I'm going to fail, sometimes I'm going to get it wrong and I'm going to have to learn and I'm going to have to grow and I'm, I'm going to have to change when I need to change, like all of it, all of it, all of it, right? So there's many experts that I found in my exploration the past couple of years about this industry that have said that one fundamental problem with manifesting is that it focuses more on the power of thoughts than on the actions needed to fulfill desires. So by combining both my spiritual practices and my practices for my mental and emotional well-being with taking action... I notice now how much more confident I feel and how much more I accomplish. And it's not because I'm doing more. I just feel more accomplished because what I'm doing makes me feel good. It's aligned with my heart. I'm giving myself a ton of grace. I'm not manically trying to get something in return, feeling crushed when it doesn't come fast enough. And I'm taking more inspired action that helps me get that helps me get closer to my goals. And when I don't have the mental and emotional bandwidth that day to take that big action, I'm all right with that. I've got to be all right with that. I'm learning how to be all right with that. It's requiring me to practice being in a state of patience. And let me tell you, it is a practice because I want it all now. Don't we all, right? I want it all now. Of course I want it all now. So in this practice of being patient with myself as well, Positive thinking when it bypasses feeling very real and normal feelings is so harmful. It can actually make us not be good to ourselves and sometimes to others because we are like pressure cookers. We need to like, that needs to be released and it just won't be released. And one day we're just going to explode. Like kind of back to the, to the negative thoughts again. The mindset issue, if you believe that if you think something bad is going to happen, such as a loved one being in an accident, are you going to make that accident happen? No, but you know what you will have? A ton of anxiety, right? So your thoughts are not going to harm anyone else. No matter how worried you are for their safety, you are not sending them bad energy from across the country that's going to cause them to be in a car crash. So remember this, you are the thinker of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts won't make bad things happen to you or to other people. Otherwise, every single ex-boyfriend who broke my heart would be dead today, right? 
So I think we're going to wrap up just for today. Here's what I'm going to leave you with. When it comes to any practice or tool or modality or teachings or book or podcast, whatever it is, especially when it comes to your personal development, your spiritual connection, even business, always check in with how it makes you feel. If something is making you constantly feel like an epic failure or that you're, you're never good enough or that you must be getting it wrong or that coach can't or just won't answer your questions and they bypass it, um, maybe you could just believe today that you're not the problem. Maybe it is not the practice for you. Maybe it's not the tool for you. Maybe it's not the coach for you. Not because they're wrong, not because you're wrong. It's not that black and white, but because it isn't for you. And that's okay. Right? Here is how those thoughts can impact your life. Not every passing thought, but the ones that get you into a deep rabbit hole of worry. The ones you want to pay attention to are the ones affecting your daily emotional state. Your mindset matters in this instance because it is having an impact on your emotional state, maybe even your physical well-being, like anxiety, worry. So for me, I have gone down a dark rabbit hole. I have a difficult time putting in the work I need in order to achieve my goal when I'm in this dark rabbit hole of worry or fear or anxiety, not because I'm being punished for thinking it, not because the universe is keeping it away from me until I deal with that, but because it affects the actions I take or the decisions that I make. Our emotions inform our decisions, how we are feeling, how we want to feel, or how we think something is going to make us feel. But I don't believe it is pushing away what I desire. The universe isn't punishing us for having negative thoughts. So this is why it's so important for you to have coping mechanisms that you can turn to. So that you don't take up permanent residence in that emotional state. So that you recognize the patterns when you're in that pattern of worry or fear or anxiety. Right? And it's okay to ask yourself, mentally and emotionally, do I have the bandwidth, the energy required to take these action steps today? And if you don't, this is when you need to pivot and take care of your mental and emotional health so that you can have the energy to do the things that you desire to take the action that you need to take. You're not going to be okay all the time. It is okay to not always be okay. That's why we need a toolkit of practices and tools and coping mechanisms to turn to so that we can constantly be working at strengthening our mental and emotional health because sometimes it gets weakened. And again, there's divine guidance there for you. You have access to it. I believe that. I believe we are guided to the actions we need to take. I believe we are guided to the people who can support us. I believe we are guided to the right time, right place, but we have to take action. What can I do today? This is the question I ask myself now today, because when I go too far out, it feels so overwhelming. I can't mentally hold all the tasks that I will have to do for the next year. But what I do have the bandwidth for is holding on to what I can do today. And that might include a meditation or a visual visualization or a beautiful ritual. I'm not discounting any of these things. I hope you didn't feel that in this conversation. 
Because anything that helps your nervous system relax or gives your mind a break so that you can gain clarity or reduce stress or gets you into your body or helps you to connect with spirit or source or God or whatever it is for you, that is all so beautiful and phenomenal. And I want you to keep those things. And they will most definitely help you to stay inspired to continue to work towards the things you want. But you still have to do the work. And that's our privilege. Our privilege is in being able to take that action, right? Not everyone has that privilege in the world. And I think we need to recognize that. So let's not default right to it must be a mindset problem or it wasn't a vibrational match. Please, 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 please don't believe that if something bad happens to you, it was your thoughts that caused it or attracted it. Sometimes bad things happen even when we believe so fully that we are deserving of something. Just because you think it doesn't mean it will happen. Can you imagine? So become the observer of your thoughts. Become the observer of your emotions. Is this current thought cycle I'm in supportive? Is this where I want to spend my day? Is this emotional state, do I want to take a permanent residence in this emotional state? If not, which is normal and okay, turn to your practices. And if you don't have practices that help you cope, start creating a toolkit. You can go to my podcast. You can go to my blog. There's tons of free resources there. I also have five digital workshops where I share all the practices that have helped me over the years. Like I literally don't keep anything from myself. If it helps, I share it because I don't want anyone to think that they're alone. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Google. Like I'm, I will put so many resources for you. But what my hope is right now today is that this conversation will give you some insight into bringing some of these pieces together, not just your mindset, but get clarity on what you value, what you desire, what your blocks are, what those, what solutions you can come up with to those blocks, what resources you might have access to, who you can reach out to, what actions you can take, what beliefs are informing your decisions, what your terms of success are, like all of this is important. So to simply just say that all we have to do is fix our mindset or want it badly enough or that one ritual will get us what we want is simply not true because there's too much involved for it to be so. Because there's so many pieces at play. Even what privileges we have or don't have, what resources we have access to or don't have access to, what we know today or don't know today, what we need to learn. I wish simply just wishing it made it happen. Wishes are so beautiful and so important, but we still have to do the work. We have to meet that thing we want halfway. So if you're in a relationship, what are you giving to the relationship? Are you an active participant? Are you listening? When you're receiving clarity, what are you doing with that clarity? When you ask the universe for a solution, what are you doing when you get that solution? Right? There's actions we have to take. And I think that's the whole point of this conversation too. Sometimes the actions are literally just sitting on your butt, doing nothing and resting, right? The tools and practices and rituals and prayers also supportive. The healers, the, the crystals, they can all be supportive. This isn't a conversation about spirituality, They can also support your mental and emotional health so that you have faith and you have hope and you have trust and you have clarity. And then with that faith and that hope and that trust and that clarity, you get to live it out in the physical world as a human being. 
right? Reminding yourself every single day, I'm a human being with emotions and feelings and thoughts and beliefs. Some are supportive and some are not. That's life. I'm not a programmed robot. We are not robots. Thinking, feeling, human beings till death do us part. Okay, that's that's got to be enough for today. I need to rest my voice. I need to rest. Big topic. I'm going to continue. I have other things I want to share with you, but today, I think that's as deep as I can go today. I'll keep having guests on for you. My promise is that I will keep having this conversation because it's in these meaningful conversations that we learn and we connect and we support each other and we remember that we're not alone. And no matter what you take from this conversation, please, again, just take what feels good, leave the rest. But no matter what, I want you to know this. You are good enough. You have always been good enough. You will always be good enough. You are worthy. You are deserving. And not having manifested what you want yet does not take away from that. So head to the show notes for more resources if you want. If not, that is okay. I am sending you so much love and I will see you back here next time. Bye.